you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. For some men in this room, it's going to be the last time you ever strap it up. And I say that not to apply pressure to make it bigger than it is. I say that so tomorrow, soak it up. And then when it comes for your time to play, let it rip. Because if you do get cut because you weren't quite good enough as the team saw it, that will hurt, but you can live with that. You get cut because you didn't go hard enough, that's regret. And that shit will eat you alive. So it's very simple. Empty the fing tank. It's gonna be an unbelievable environment. I can't wait to see it, man. I can't wait to see it. I'm not gonna sleep very good tonight. From the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio, it's the Hard Knocks Podcast, the official podcast of Hard Knocks. And that was, well, I'm Dan Hansis. Hey! With my co-host, Colleen Wolf. That was Jeff Ulbricht, the defensive coordinator of the Jets, offering up his latest hype speech to the players going into their last preseason game. And that's one of those fun um, things about this show. Uh, so for many of those guys, their last game ever. That's it. And you don't think about that when you're just following the sport. And we and I do it on the other podcast all the time, kind of poo-poo the preseason. But these guys are playing for their football lives uh, and it's real. It's real human stuff. Yeah. And I also just like that he's using empty the tank. It's all gas, no break. Like there's a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of car references, I guess, too, even though it's a plain organization. It's very macho. Yeah. We got to do the car details, stuff. Yeah. But, you know. It's all gas. But I liked it. And that, and that hype speech from Ulbrich goes right into, Colleen, I think the highlight of the season from yeah. so far. A shot for shot recreation of the iconic opening credit sequence of the Sopranos naturally with that song woke up this morning as the musical mm-hmm, theme. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, Connie, it's all clicking here. You have the synergy of two Titanic HBO productions. You have the jets deep ties to Jersey and the most famous TV show ever mm-hmm. set in the garden state. You have Robert Sala, the, the head of the New York jets kind of playing the role uh, driving in the car is Tony Soprano. The tight shot of his eyes in the rear yes. view mirror. I love it. The head of the DeMio crime family driving from the Jersey side of the Lincoln Tunnel shot for shot. So Dan actually <laughs> like checked this out and cross-referenced the I two and, and played them side by side. He was freaking out when we were watching it. I mean, I kind of was too because like I just love the Northeast in general. So like give me Sopranos, give me yeah. New York, New Jersey, all of it. The nostalgia was, was hitting hard. Driving from the Jersey side of the Lincoln Tunnel to their respective homes for Tony. It was his suburban estate in North Caldwell. Mm-hmm. For Sala, it's MetLife Stadium. Or, as Aaron Rodgers proudly announced in this episode. Welcome to Jet Life Stadium. And I've said it so many times, Connie, in digital print for years on NFL.com and on this podcast that we've been doing together for almost two full seasons. Yeah. 
penultimate <laughs> episode tonight. Hard Knocks is the greatest sports docu-series that's ever existed, and it's because of creative flourishes like that Sopranos uh, homage because mm-hmm. it's a simple but like fiendishly clever idea executed by obviously some of the most talented people in the medium. Uh, it's a chef, ki- a chef kiss, Connie, in my favorite moment of the season. If anyone can pull it off, it's going to be the people at NFL Films and HBO. It was done perfectly. And to be honest, I was in on this episode from the very opening scene when they were cutting bagels and grilling. <laughs> I don't. Maybe it was a grilled cheese. Maybe it was a French toast. I don't know. But the key to my heart is a bread product of yes. some sort. So I was already there. I mean, what is the, for me, and it, it varies, but the go-to Northeast, you know, New York, North New Jersey, Southern New Jersey, Philadelphia area. For me, it's an everything bagel, uh, ham, egg, cheese, salt, pepper, ketchup, and give me a little bit of that Frank's Red Hot on it. Ooh. That's to me like the hangover cure uh-huh. or just fat guy hungry cure. Yeah. It's, it's, but yeah, seeing those shots, it does, we've been out here on the West Coast now for over a decade, Connie, and uh, this, this season is it makes you kind of homesick. I know. I was just about to say that. <laughs> just like, like I... watching The Sopranos does for me when I did a rewatch with my wife this past year, who's from Texas. Oh, you did? I'm watching it in a total different headspace as someone now who's kind of longing for, I kind of grew up in a town that looked Aww. like where Tony grew up. And it's uh, this show, which is, even though it's the New York Jets, it's very much a New Jersey vibe. Yeah. Uh, right down to their Florham Park headquarters. So it's very cool. It's perfect. I'm surprised, though, you're not going Taylor Pork Roll. And I, I do feel like... My dad always calls it Taylor pork roll, which I like. <laughs> and I feel like that is maybe not the the way that people just say pork roll or ta- like what what do you so what do I, you people say? Yeah, I grew up literally on the border of New York and New Jersey in Rockland County, separated Bergen County. I would drive to New Jersey to get gas. Yeah, it's cheaper. And they pump it for you. Yeah. And you have to by law. <laughs> Stupid, weird. Um, but so I, I'm not a true New Jerseyan. Yeah. And the pork roll didn't really translate to the northern New Jersey side of where I was. What? In the same way that it's a staple at other places. But I certainly had it. Yeah. And I've had the disco fries and I've done I've been to a million New Jersey diners in my uh-huh. life. Um, I'm do, getting really uh, hungry right now. Do you do what? cream chip beef? I've had it and I've enjoyed it. It is one of my favorites in the entire world. And my dad and I, it's like a tradition and it's a sodium bomb. <laughs> um, and my dad and I would go out and if I ever go home for Thanksgiving, we'd go out Thanksgiving Eve and then we would come home 1 a.m. My dad would <laughs> whip up some cream chip beef. Speaking of dads, I think we might have to get the number one Jets fan in my life, Keith Hansis, <gasps> my old man. Uh, on the show before it's over. We that's got to happen. One episode left. Uh, so maybe that's a, something for next week. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So you have that great <laughs> Sopranos moment on the show. You have Ulbrich, the DC, who's really had a um, obviously a great season of hard knocks, setting the tone for where they are at in, in training camp now. Um, but Aaron Rodgers has been the star of the season. He's the star of the Jets. He's the key to everything uh, I thought this was a really interesting Rodgers episode. Mm-hmm. I think the most interesting Aaron Rodgers episode since he's uh, episode one, the premiere, which was all about Rodgers. And before we whatever get- they say about Aaron Rodgers on TV is a lie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but before we get into it, um, Lee F. Shriver is the voice. Yes. Hard knocks. 
can't get him. It's it's it, it's sad. It's disappointing, but that's okay. We work him. around this. I would like maybe maybe a little little elbow over to our, our friend Ken Rogers over there at NFL Films. Maybe we can get a helicopter landing. <laughs> On Leif the roof Shriver, of SoFi? The, yeah, here at SoFi <laughs> and get him on the finale last week. Is it possible? Where is there any you know, money in the couch cushions to make it happen? I'm just throwing it out there. We still don't know how much that helicopter cost. We don't. think about it all the time. Uh, anyway, the Lee F. Schreiber uh, quote of the week uh, with Jason Zumwalt standing in for the great actor. This Saturday, Aaron Rodgers will take the field as a jet for the first time. No place for a neckbeard. <laughs> Hold the thought on the neck beard because that ties into something we're going to talk about later. But he did clean up uh, yeah. his act. Uh, and uh, you saw it with Rogers, uh, Connie. Um, forget, this is a great New Jersey episode so far. Forget about Springsteen. The oh. boss in New Jersey right now is officially Aaron Rodgers. For sure. And as this team is preparing uh, for. Um, Rodgers' first preseason action in over half a decade, it, it, years. I mean, he hadn't, but he played two series against the Giants. You see some of the tension on the practice field. And, uh, you know, remember what Randall Cobb said last mm-hmm. week in episode three. Do not get on this man's bad side. He will not throw you the ball is the exact qu- Cobb quote. He's going to get pissed off. He will not throw you the ball. Well, he got pissed off, and uh, NFL Films uh, was mic'd up in there to catalog it. basic at 12 to 14 yards. <laughs> mistakes in one damn drive. It's unbelievable. Let's count the F-bombs. It's so relatable, this is. Drop three Four, balls. Five. Three six, wrong six, routes and a false seven, start. Seven. I mean, seven and counting, to be honest. Like, this was... That's very New Jersey, too. Exactly. (laughs) It was the first time that we got to see this other side of Aaron Rodgers. Everything so far up until this point has been very zen, very um, like just he's introspective and chill NorCal, dude. Exactly. It's almost sometimes it feels like it's a bit like he's laying it on a little thick that he's that guy. Uh Uh Uh, But here's the competitor coming out and you know what lies beneath right what lies beneath is a, a furious competitor that does not stand for bs now that we're getting to the uh-uh. nitty-gritty with week one monday night football against the buffalo bills down the line but for rogers and he admitted it uh to the media after they played their final preseason game and he got in he was nervous like aaron Rodgers, 18-year veteran who's won a super bowl who's been in countless playoff games was nervous to play two series and just seeing him take total control yeah. of the field, it's a reminder that he's not just the quarterback in the face of the franchise now. He's the guy that everyone looks to, and he can say to Garrett Wilson, for instance, 17th, step into my office, and it's, and it's Rodgers on one knee on the sideline. Come here. I'm going to talk to you, and we're going to figure this out. Yeah. And sure enough, we see in that practice, they do figure it out, and they end on a good note. Uh, just really And it's like Aaron Rodgers is the god here. He is the one that is in charge. He can figure this out. But when you talk about him being nervous before a preseason game, since he hasn't played in one since 2018, and obviously all of this attention that he's getting with hard knocks and being in the New York market, like it reminds me of a conversation I had with Jerry Rice a couple years ago. Oh, and what a name drop by Wolf. I know. <laughs> but Jerry I'll never, Rice. I'll never forget this because I, I couldn't believe believe it. He said that he would get so nervous before every game throughout his entire career that he would throw up. 
Like, and it never went away. And mm. those nerves were always there. And I think no matter how long you've been in the league, how much success that you've experienced, if that's how you operate, like that is. So I think it was an interesting window into Aaron Rodgers and how he goes about his business. But he his frustration at camp in that practice, it felt like to me, the angrier he got, the sharper he was. And there's a couple people we work with here uh, at NFL Media who I've thought that about. When they get angry, they instantly become laser focused. And mm. they can like, they're, they're operating at their highest capacity when they are, when they're annoyed or when they're angry. <laughs> I've always been like going back to my school days, but then in, in my newspaper days and even, you know, having deadlines here at NFL media, like I'm a procrastinator by nature. I need there to be something hanging over me. Uh-huh. I this needs to be done in three hours. That's when I, I lock in these guys. It's get mad, get disrespected. They lock in. We saw Aaron Rodgers right. get mad in a different way later on, and we'll, we'll we'll get to that. I think the other big plot line, Connie, in this episode, they did a lot on the wide receivers, mm-hmm. and and everyone knows the top of the depth chart. Garrett Wilson, um, who caught an Aaron Rodgers touchdown pass in that preseason game, and it looks like he's going to be a superstar uh, this season. Uh, Alan Lazard, uh, he's he's locked and loaded. McCall Hardman, locked and loaded. Loaded. Randall Cobb. He's Rodgers' buddy, so he's locked and loaded, uh, and he continues to get a lot of screen time as well. But there are guys like Xavier Gibson, uh, undrafted free agent, Mm -hmm. Jason Brownlee, uh, and it's one of those those hard knocks tropes. They can make anybody, including undrafted free agents, look like Jerry Rice. Yeah. And that's how Gibson and Brownlee came off, both in practices and then uh, the preseason game. And it was just adorable – their bromance that they have, the two of them, like they are so wholesome. They are competing for a final one, one spot, that fifth spot. And they are just like hanging out, playing ping pong. Like I found it really funny. Uh, Xavier Gibson's disdain for up downs, because that was like, if you lose, you got to do whatever up downs, push ups, whatever. And it was just like, it seems so cute. The two of them, like it's a legit love for each other that they have. And I think that that's cool because they're competing obviously but they can put that aside and that and this is interesting from a, a football standpoint because uh today uh was cut down day in the real world and gibson made the team brownlee made the team another first year wide out uh irvin charles who we haven't seen we haven't, on met the show, we haven't met him yet uh, made the team uh so those guys are all safe as of right now on the on the initial roster of 53 that could change when the churn of rosters which gets really cruel when you make the final 53 and then, you know, the Jets could pick up another wide receiver that right. got cut uh, today and one of these guys could get whacked. So they just. But our boy, Jerome Cap Didn't make it. Yeah. I think it's it. interesting what we didn't see as well in this episode. Like You see Jerome Cap not be able to make a dent uh, in the box score in his last preseason game. Mm-hmm. And then you see him walking down the hallway. Um, Would have liked to see the conversation with oh, Cap yeah. and, and, and Salah. Uh, there, um, but shout out that he got an Eminem shout out on Twitter. I know, and we didn't even talk about this last week, that Eminem, now back-to-back years, he's been an important plot line of Hard Knocks. That's he was in Detroit <laughs> hanging out with the Lions, and now he pops back up with Jerome Cap. So he's a Hard Knocks superstar at this yeah, point. Yeah, Eminem on the Lions sidelines. I remember being a little bit uncomfortable to watch. It was weird. This was more organic. Yeah, he he's so famous 
that you could tell the players were a little nervous to be around him, and Eminem was a little nervous to be around the players. <laughs> uh, I'd like to. I like that, that nervous energy, perhaps. though. And then I thought the other thing that was interesting uh, in terms of an editorial choice was a lot of this conversation about who's going to fill out this wide receiver depth chart. Mm-hmm. Um, and they even talk about it. You, you hear Liev say it that there's one spot available. Well, there's two spots available because Corey Davis. Uh, st- stunningly announced his retirement that was uh, wild out of nowhere i kind of was expecting all the build up through this episode to end with uh, a look at the Corey davis decision and maybe that comes next week we'll see but that that is the uh, wide receiver uh down low for the jets and I, I they gave a lot a lot of run probably and there was also you know our, our buddy uh tenzel smart who's been a ongoing um figure in terms of the uh underdogs for this mm-hmm. series he got a lot of run in this episode as well so there's a little more of that we even got the i want what, to eat a carcucci board yeah, that's right yeah what happens away from the facility and you saw tanzel smart and the other d linemen who are all kind of adorable too oh my right? god they, they're like yes. all brothers uh making a carcucci board and uh <laughs> some type of seafood dish that looked it was tasty. like a craw- i think crawfish yeah. of some sort uh it was a family recipe just to button the wide receiver conversation yes. though i absolutely love randall cobb's family they have been a constant throughout hard knocks mm-hmm. but when he had the block the penalty in the last game yes. and seeing them watching it and seeing his wife be like oh great i think we're gonna get a fine in the mail last year it was about nineteen thousand right. dollars in fines so it, it's like the equivalent like if i buy like a dumb framed poster of um from once upon a time in hollywood okay okay is this an attack that feels like an no because i did it too okay. i know i know you guys you and john your husband did it as well and it costs like 185 dollars and my wife's like wait what like, it's not going to bankrupt us, but it's like, wait, that was... Like, this is dumb. We Maybe check with me before we drop the, the 200, the My two dad rocks. always says you must differentiate between <laughs> wants and needs. There you go. You can't <laughs> fix stupid. <laughs> He's a wise man. Um, all right, let's take a break here. And uh, when we get back, we'll share our MVPs of episode four. Victor voting system is starting to eat up. Uh-oh. Um, we're getting close to the end now. And then, of course, uh, well, not of course, but probably a little surprise coming up after. You know I don't like surprises. Well, you're getting surprised. We'll be right back. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you All right, welcome back to the Hard Knocks podcast, the official mm-hmm. podcast. You know how there's only one, yeah, because uh, uh, check out the episode we're talking about today. The last shot you see, Aaron Rodgers holding up his index finger, uh-huh. like Joe Namath, so many years ago. And then check out the words at the bottom, the Chiron. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> He's really into the Chiron business. The Chiron reads, 
make sure you watch the credits. Listen to Around the NFL Hard Knocks <laughs> Recap wherever you get your podcasts. That, I mean, it doesn't get more official than that. Connie, um, want to play a game? Sure. Let's let's do a game show. Oh, no. Here we go. All right, everybody. It's time to play your favorite game, Travis or Jeff. My heart is pounding. What is this? <laughs> you may or may not be aware, Colleen Wolf, that Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey and Jets defensive coordinator Jeff Ulbrich have a very similar white boy flow. Oh, yeah, definitely. So what I'm going to do, it's very simple. Okay. And if you if you are victorious here, you win a 1987 Toyota Camry. <laughs> okay, that's great. Lightly used. It was found in the swamps <laughs> in of the Meadowlands. In a junkyard. <laughs> There's a body in the trunk. 50% chance. It was in Queens. It's fine. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay. Travis or Jeff, very simple. Okay. You have to get everything right. <laughs> to get the Camry? To get the Camry. <laughs> How about this? You can get I've one wrong and win the Camry. Camry. Uh, if you get everything right, I'll get the body out of the trunk. <laughs> Great. Great. Okay. All right. Let's hit it. Uh, Eric Roberts, uh, the first uh, voice. Is it We Travis didn't really have anybody at practice. It was kind of the dog days and just the fellas. Travis. That's Travis Kelsey? We didn't really have anybody at practice. It was kind of the dog days and just the fellas. Wow. Okay, oh, yeah. you're, you're hot already. Here we go. Here hot we as go. a pistol. Let's go. All right, here we go. Strong, fast athletes. Jeff. Whoa. Wait, you're good at this. <laughs> I'm really good at, at voices. That one would have had me as well. All right, okay. next. Two for two. Colleen. Yeah, he's got a superpower of speed Jeff. to get off, and, and it shows up every time he's on the field. All right, let's do another one. <laughs> Got to get her once. He's created a legacy for himself in this league. That's going to no, stand the test of time. That's Travis. A great player. Oh, All 1987. Right. What, there's more? Last one. This one will decide whether the body comes out of the camera. <laughs> yeah, well, first things first Travis. is great game planning. All right, everybody, she did it. Thank you. Uh, we'll see you next time. That's unbelievable. So one of my favorite things to do as I uh, drive out of here in my brand new Camry. It only has 294,000 miles on it, <laughs> in addition to the corpse stink. The steering wheel just falls <laughs> off. It's in my hands. Um, one of my favorite things to do is listen to a press conference from, like, Eagles. Yeah. And then name check who the questions are from, just like from memory oh, of working from all like oh, the that's Chef McLean. stuff. Uh huh. Elliot Zach Parks. Uh huh. <laughs> John Gonzalez. Exactly. Colleen Wolf. Wow, I'm impressed. <laughs> thank you. Thank the you. best person to transcribe in the NFL is Jerry Jones because he he speaks in a halting cadence <laughs> that is almost meant for 29 year old uh, part time copy editors to to transcribe. In that's a time. nightmare. It was. But look at us now. Wow. All right. That so was there you go. Game. All right. Let's get to the MVP talk okay. now. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. It's a vector voting system. And at the end of next week's uh, finale episode, uh, we will unveil the MVP of season. I keep on meaning to look this up. <laughs> I think it's 17. Eric, help us out with that. Season 19 of Hard Knocks. Uh, it is a hallowed honor 
And now the votes, the voting counts equally every week, as mm-hmm. we hit on last uh, week. But now it's time to really separate the men from the boys, as okay. it were. Your third place vote for MVP uh, worth two points, I believe. All right. So this may mess up the vector voting system in the end, but I can't. I have to be true to myself. Got to be true so, to yourself. Third place is the entire defensive line. I love them so much. Um, they're so cute together. They hang out together. And I know that's true of like so many position groups, but they have such great personalities and such different personalities. And when they were all at Tanzel Smart's house, having like this nice little meal together and making the Carcucci board mm-hmm. and Tanzel Smart's wearing a shirt that says, I want to eat a Carcucci board. And Solomon Thomas is making um, meat roses from the that was impressive. Meet. I got to say Salman Thomas is a renaissance. Man. He truly is because he's the first one that brought up going to Broadway and seeing a show. Now he's out here like putting together these gorgeous charcuterie boards. For me, the Just one call thing. Just called Carcucci. It's <laughs> right. On this show. Um, the one th- and like John Franklin Myers, who was supposed to be watching Smart's guys. daughter. She was just like crawling around in between the couch cushions while he was playing Xbox. And he's like, this is how I watch my kids. What's the problem here? Mm. So they're all so adorable. And I love their friendship that they have. But I really would love for Hard Knocks to pay off them going to Broadway because we heard at the very end of the show that some some of the guys talking about different shows that they've seen or liked. And I want to go to a Broadway show with them. Connie, I, I think you're a wise woman. And that feels so natural. Having watched every episode of the show ever, that feels like such an episode five. Right. Hopefully we're not spoiling it, but that feels like a fun thing to do. Um, Yeah, I had. What do you got there, Eric Roberts? You have an update? IMDb has this as season 20 of Hard Knocks. Uh Uh-oh. Is it 20? It's 20-ish. If it's not 20, it's 20-ish. Um, I had uh, Tanzel Smart, so it's kind of the the same place as you. Yeah. Do we want to make throw it to somebody because uh, you had the whole D-line. I had the entire D-line, yeah. Should we just, should we just give Smart since he kind of like yes. represents him? You know what? That's great. And I think, um, again, today was cut down day in the NFL and uh, it, it's not official as of right now when we're taping this, but um, the practice reports from the beat reporters that Tanzel Smart was not seen on the field today, which usually usually is a sign the player did not make the mm-hmm. team. Which is a shame. They and we o- saw him get hurt, his shoulder, and they just rubbed some Tiger Bomb on it, which I could not believe right. that was that was the fix for it. He played through it, and the reason he played through it is because he knew. Like, he knew he was like almost no other player on the defense on the bubble, and um, he played through what was obviously had to be a probably an extremely painful injury yeah. and was just trying to get by on adrenaline and a they, little bit of bomb. Like they had to convince him to go to the x-ray room. Like once they kind of like saw how much he was in pain. Yeah. And I, I thought there was a moment on the sideline at the end of that preseason game where smart kind of looks up and he's a little undersized compared to some of those other big d- dudes we've talked about here. And he says, y- you think I-, I belong with you guys, right? Like, I- it was like a really kind of a sweet moment. And he was like almost like a little brother, even though he, I- he might be older. I think he's 27 or so. Um, he wants that. He wants that approval of them. And, right. and uh, I think it was maybe JLM was like John Franklin Myers was like, yeah, man, you belong. You belong. Um, nice moment. Uh, and hopefully smart lands on his feet. If it's not with the Jets. Uh, second place, Connie. Wait. What? Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Lockstep, lockstep. Second place is Aaron Rodgers. 
Okay. Um, there were so many moments from him. We talked about the frustration during the practice, and then he kind of like focused everyone, wrangled them up, made some sense of what wasn't working, and then we saw it actually work. But I loved his exchange with Jihad Ward when mm-hmm. they actually played the Giants in this game. Um, it was so perfect. I think we have some of that. Yeah, and just to set it up, it was uh, Rodgers drops back to pass. It's during the, his final drive of the game. And Ward hits him a little bit late uh-huh. uh, on a pass, and Aaron Rodgers did not like that at all. What the f- bro? What the f- is that? What the f- respect, bro? Come on, what the f- is that? Five goddamn sets? I don't even know who you are, bro. I don't know who you are. You don't? I never heard of you. I never, I don't know who you are. I've never heard of you. And then they come back at the end, and Rodgers brings it back again. <laughs> That's no, after mean, he threw the touchdown pass. It's incredible. Don't poke the bear. How many times, how, how many F-bombs are dropped there? Because <laughs> I didn't really even notice it until they were bleeped yeah. out. Um, but not even that. It was also some of his um, exchanges with Nathaniel Hackett. And it was very Gen Z of him to be wearing the wired headphones. Um, it's super trendy now. I don't think he does it because it's trendy. I think he does no, it I because he... he I think it is. He said he doesn't want the radiation to ruin his brain. Is there anything more on brand than Aaron Rodgers saying he doesn't trust AirPods because of EMF emissions (laughs) being harmful to his brain? And maybe he'll be proven to be right and half the population will be dead in 30 years. But uh, also it's just the type of nonsense that I was able to divorce myself with Aaron Rodgers once became a quarterback of my favorite team. It's like, (laughs) oh, my God, this guy. And he also, I think he likes... Oh, the young kids are wearing this? Yeah. TikTok? Okay. I think it, that's part of it, too. And that's okay. Like, I think Aaron Rodgers, like, what I'm kind of taking out of the Aaron Rodgers experience um, and let, um, is that he cares very much, like, what you think of him. Uh-huh. And I don't think that that makes you a bad person because I think everyone's like that to various varying degrees. Uh, but there's definitely an image that he's projecting. It's mm-hmm. not one of those people that's like, I don't care what you think about me. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's more carefully cultivated than he would admit. Uh, but what this show has been good for for him, for his brand, is you see the authentic side of him where he, he's not protecting who he is. And you see the competitor he is. Mm-hmm. And you see how that great interaction with the fans uh, those kids at the, at Jets practice that, okay, you could say that he knows the mic's on him and the camera's on, but that felt like a genuine moment too, that so much has been made of Rogers in the last few years. And he's taken a PR beating and I have been vocal in my um, criticism of him, like things he said during COVID that I thought was misinformation from a, a very high a public figure in American sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the person he is a, I think a, a good person and I, yeah. and and does he put his foot in his mouth sometimes? Does he sometimes try to to be the cool guy? Sure, but I, I think he is a good person in addition to being, obviously, a tremendous player. It's, it's certainly a carefully curated brand that he's putting out there, but I feel like Hard Knocks has been the best thing for his brand because you get to see that authentic, organic side of him that maybe he, he doesn't always have out for everyone, but it's like when he's on the field, like, that's exactly who we thought he was and I'll in a say, good way. Yeah, and I'll say, because he's, this is a little bit out of order, but it'll all, it'll all work. It'll all white boy flow. Um, <laughs> I have Aaron Rodgers, my first place vote. Okay. Uh, just because I thought that, and I think Hard Knox has, has been mindful of not going too far down the Rodgers rabbit hole every week. But this was uh, with his first preseason game and seeing the way he prepares and seeing the fire on the field 
Um, it's it's just fun to see this guy, this once in a generation athlete, restart his career and having boots on the ground here. It's very cool. So I give Rogers a first place vote. My second place vote, I believe, is yeah, your first place vote. I think go we, ahead. We flipped on that. Nathaniel Hackett. There you go. He is. Just so fun loving. I need more Hackett. Like everything. <laughs> he's so funny. And it's like, I want to play for this guy. I wish I worked with this guy. Like he. The, I just want to fly around like a butterfly. Exactly. <laughs> I love him. The Floby was hilarious. So he's having the conversation with Aaron Rodgers after Aaron Rodgers, I guess, had gotten like, you know, his his neck beard fixed up or whatever right, and got a game. haircut and stuff and rogers says like certain pe- there's certain people that can touch my hair actually we have it i have certain people that can touch my hair <laughs> i would like to say that i'm one of them i also have a floby dial it up floby right now type it in you need to see the floby all right they bring up youtube the greatest inventions on the ever. projection Welcome. screen to the exciting world of Floby Precision Haircuts. Is this like from 1990? It's like <laughs> early 90s. I remember it. It's an insane infomercial product. I'm telling you, how it didn't make it, I don't know. I ask my mom for it all the time. She never got it for me. She got me some buzzers, but yeah, it's the old Floby. Billy Mays doing the infomercial. Is there really anything better than a Floby? Okay. Now he is someone, uh, Nathan Hackett, for better or worse, I don't think he cares what people think. I think... There are going to be probably people in a locker room that are going to give him sideways glances from time to time. Like, this guy's a dork. But I think he's he's very naturally himself. And, uh, yes, I think he's very he's So much fun. <laughs> Even in that same meeting, he talked about how he wants to be the touchdown firework guy who, like, as soon as anyone yes. gets to the red zone, even though he calls it the gold zone, like, this guy is just waiting, waiting to, like, set off think, all the fireworks. I think the line is there's a f***er up there in the box waiting to hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's so good. Yeah, it's just his. And then he's using the time in the film room to show the players how they're not celebrating together after a touchdown. Like, it's not like who did what wrong here or like how, how can we improve there? It's like, let's let's make sure that these celebrations are in unison, guys. Hey, he's such a positive guy. He's got obviously a sense of humor that he wears on his sleeve, if that makes any sense. And he... Um, you it makes sense. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Why Rogers likes him so yeah. much? There's no ego here. Uh, in fact, he knows the score. There's no way. The fact that all you heard leading up to the during the courtship of Rogers and the Jets was how much Rogers loved Hackett. You've seen it over these past right. four weeks that he doesn't challenge Rogers in ways that would rub Rogers the wrong way. He's kind of like his wingman in a mm-hmm. way. And I also watched this, and I understand why maybe it didn't work out for him in Denver. Because I don't right. know if this is big chair energy, but to be the wingman of one of the greatest quarterbacks who ever lived and be on the same page and have the respect of the players because they understand that you're in it and you're a fun guy. Yeah. Like It's been a great show for but him. But we also saw him fired up and we saw like an angrier side of him when things weren't going right in that practice. Hackett was pissed too. And he was like, it's not all sunshine and butterflies all the time with him. Isn't it weird though when you, there are people in your life that are, like good time, happy people, and then you see him mad, and it's just like a little bit more like, oh. I don't like it. Yeah. I, it's not for me. You know, Sean Kelly. We work with Sean Kelly. Yeah. He's Sean like, was being sassy today. He's like the most positive guy in the world. Uh-huh. The happiest guy I've ever known, Philadelphia's own. That's right. Um, But can you imagine Sean Kelly getting, like, angry? No. Like, wouldn't it be, like, I mean, disturbing? I, like, there are people like that that you can't imagine them mad, just like we all have our moments. I still can't really yeah. picture it, to be honest. 
But we have one more hacky clip that I think was my favorite clip. I okay. clipped it and I want us to use it. I don't want us to brush over it because it's a it's a funny. <laughs> I don't know. I love the association of it. Um, okay, Parker, go ahead and let her rip. We like to call this the Golden Day. Okay, this is the Golden Day. Now, how many people here have seen a movie called Gold Member? <laughs> that makes me so <laughs> proud right now. That is so great. We all know we talk about this as the red zone, right? That's what most of the world calls it. It's not the red zone. Because that, what, is, what does red mean? Uh, what the f*** do we call it the red zone for? Let's go get that f- gold. <laughs> I don't know. I love Austin Powers movies, so that was... Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I think, you know... It's a great point, though. You know what else? He has popped up repeatedly in this MVP conversation. Yes. I am excited for next week's finale Uh-oh. because Hackett is a very real player. I, I don't want to end on a sobering note, uh, but one of the best moments of episode three last week was... Randall Cobb clocking and then letting everyone on the sideline know that Thomas Morstead runs like a bastard off the field <laughs> uh, to stay loose because he's a dad. Uh-huh. Um, he was cut. He was waiting oh. uh, today. And uh, he tweeted something like, don't panic, everybody. Maybe he's going to come back and there's something being worked out. I hope so, because I was looking forward to watching Morstead all year. Uh, we got it. We run, need it. We need, we need him back. Um, also, we need to pay off. Al the jeweler, um, Woody Johnson's oh, yeah. chain. We had a listener, Joe Halstead. Shout out, Joe. Shout out, Joey Halstead. Who sent me the uh, Instagram of Al the jeweler so we could actually see what the yeah, wording we was. Quite see in episode Woody's three. Name. And it was uh, Woody and the Jets. Okay. What did we think it was? We thought it was Let's Go Jets. <laughs> Idiots. Can't teach stupid. <laughs> no, you can't. So, thanks, Joe. Uh, two other things. Uh, the Jets defensive line coach is named Aaron White Cotton. That's just wild to me. Uh-huh, okay. Um, and I think that's it. I think I have, that's everything. Every, I, I, everyone was into the um, the song um, Ski by Sexy Red. Uh, can you tell me how it goes? <laughs> oh, I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Oh, I also liked the song, uh, the New York, New York version, uh, the cover. Forget it. Give me Frank. I mean, give me Frank. Frank give me is Dad. a staple. It's a classic. We love it. You give me old blue eyes. Okay. But that was a good one. And then I also just thought it was kind of touching at the end of that game um, in the locker room that Sala was like, all right, this is it. Like, make sure you take a look around, mm-hmm. hug someone, go up to someone, like have those moments now because that's it. That is it. Good stuff. We'll be back next week. The season finale of Hard Knocks. Woo! With special guests, other special stuff. It's a finale. It's got to be big. Are there going to be bread products? Till next week. Heed the call. You know it. <laughs> Salt, pepper, ketchup. A little bit of Frank's. Give me an everything bagel. Extra toasted. Frank Sinatra. Cream Frank's cheese. Red Hot. Frank everything <laughs> is what I need. All Frank all day. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. 
and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.